Welcome to the Put a Smile on Your Future podcast. I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And we're on a mission to find out why studying dentistry, dental hygiene and therapy and becoming a healthcare professional is an amazing and worthwhile career choice. In this episode, we'll be talking to Professor Mike Lewis about his interesting and varied career and how he's put a smile on his future and others. Hello, I'm Professor Mike Lewis. I'm Emeritus Professor at Cardiff University. But for many years, I was the Professor of Oral Medicine. And for a period of eight years, I was the Dean of the School of Dentistry. Okay, Mike. So today we're going to be talking a little bit about your career. So first question, um, why did you go into dentistry? I could say why not, but I won't. I'll say science people, helping people. I think it was a thing I always, I always enjoyed the sciences at school. So you had the chemistry, physics, biology, and these were my favorite subjects, which led you to a, a sort of science clinical career. Um, and I like people. I'm a people person and dentistry is a people pr- event. You have to get on with people and you have to enjoy people. And also if you enjoy helping people and trying to get, you know, make their lives a bit better. Um, and also of course, almost a guaranteed job and I'll be honest with you and also a very good salary whatever aspect of dentistry dental hygiene dental therapy you go into you can make you can make a nice living. So can you tell us a little bit more about your career journey? Well we'll go back to the beginning of time which was many seems many many years ago for me and I I, I went to Scotland to to study uh, dentistry to Dundee and I thought I'd pop up there for a while and get a dental degree and then I'd move back down to, to Buckinghamshire. But in fact, I stayed and I stayed for a total of eight years there because I enjoyed it so much. And I, I did my dental degree and then I stayed on and do some hospital jobs, which is quite good. Whatever aspect of dentistry you go into, it's quite good to do two or three years hospital jobs, learning perhaps some skills in oral surgery and restorative dentistry, etc., so I did that. And then I had a, an opportunity to go to Glasgow to do some research. And I thought, well, I'd quite like this. And I, I, I um, applied for a research post and went there and did a PhD, which was a sort of sidetrack for three years, but then came back to do my uh, clinical training in oral medicine. And I worked in a great unit there and we had... Uh, a great experience with the full range of dentistry there. And they had a big dental hygiene therapy school. So we mingled with that as well. Um, but fortunately then some people who worked in Cardiff decided to go and emigrate to Australia, which was good for me because it freed up some jobs in Cardiff. Uh, and I wanted to come back down to Wales because I am a Welsh Lewis and my, uh, my family and, uh, and are all based around South Wales. So I had an opportunity to come home and so I came back and I was here for 30 years. As I say, I ultimately I was a professor of oral medicine and for eight years I was lucky enough to be the dean of the dental school um, and also a, a director of the, the clinical board for the NHS services. Uh, and throughout all those 30 years, I've had a, I've enjoyed everything I've done. I haven't had a great plan. Things have my career developed actually or sort of on the move um, but I certainly don't regret any aspects of it. Well it sounds like you've had a really varied and interesting career which also highlights the opportunities that are available um, in dentistry. Um, as with any career you will have faced challenges 
Um, so what challenges do you think that you've faced in your career? Well, the challenges with everything is you've got to learn skills and there's examinations. And, and if you're thinking that you're at school just now and you're working for your GCSEs and your A-levels, et cetera, things don't stop once you get once you get into a university. There's a continuing professional development and you, you push yourself further. And if, like me, you want to better yourself in certain things that you find interesting and then to learn those skills, the, the, the challenges are having to learn things now it is a lot of work that's i'll probably come on to in some more questions later on uh you can still have time to have fun but i think the the challenge there was it's hard work but it's enjoyable work because you're doing something you enjoy from a clinical point of view i certainly had so many challenges with the variety of patients that i've seen over 35 years i'm i, I am going to sit down one day and write my memoirs anonymously but some of the patients are fantastic characters I've met and the stories of, of what their dental problems were and how we got over them. Uh, some of them very humorous, some of them sad at the beginning, but with happy endings. So uh, the challenge has been some patients have been, uh, have been challenges. They've been incredibly difficult to treat. But I like to think that the vast majority of them, we got, we got to a good place. So I guess you've touched on this a little bit, but what would you say um, are the benefits of a career in dentistry? Oh, the benefits, it's interesting. And there's a, people think dentistry, is, it's teeth. But in fact, it's not. It's far more than teeth. And I gave, gave, uh, used to give it a talk on the open days and the recruitment days. Dentistry, it's more than teeth. And I think you learn that there's you've got an opportunity to specialize in certain aspects of dentistry from a wide variety of things you can look into radiology and imaging if you want to you could do some orthodontics if you wanted to you can do some microbiology you can do some pathology you can do some advanced restorative there's there's a whole range of areas that you can opportunity opens up into to to specialize and take things a little bit further and having you know with with having said that it's an interesting career to do, but also going back to the fact that you are paid quite well to, to do the job you're doing. And then that allows you to be able to afford to relax at weekends and be able to on holidays, um, be able to afford to go on nice holidays and, and, and uh, things like that. And the other thing, actually, I just think the other thing about it is in the, in the career, you make some lasting friendships. I've got people I still see regularly from 40 years ago, we had a 40 year reunion recently, and we all still just about breathing. Um, but you do you, you maintain those friendships with, within dentistry, I think, unlike some of the other degree courses, because you're quite a select group, you're, you're there in a bunch of perhaps, if you're doing dentistry, you may be in a group of 75 people in a year, if you're doing hygiene therapy, you're in a group of 30, 31 pay, um, people. And you spend a lot of time with these people and you develop great friendships. Okay, so looking ahead into the future, um, what do you think dentistry is going to look like in 10 years? Great, it's going to look good. The, I think we, um, dentistry is moving far more into a preventive rather than a surgical um, 
sort of profession where dentistry was if you go way way back it was taking teeth out and that's it and, and people giving people dentures i mean these days are hopefully now for the many people in the united kingdom gone and it's more of a prevention of disease and that brings the 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 dental team in in that you've got a, a number of people in a dental team or in a dental practice or in a, in a hospital clinic community clinic we've got hygienists therapists pr- d- d- providing preventive care to stop people having dental disease and big problems and also then the not only with the prevention it's moving more away from a surgical developed specialty to mainly um, a medical type specialty where you're you're prescribing and you're looking after more of the patient's mouth as part of their body there was a, a campaign putting the mouth back in the body in the fact that things if you look after your oral health and the, in the care of your mouth, that can actually impact on your general health as well. And equally, if you look after your general health, that will impact on your oral health. OK, and I guess we can't really ignore the challenges we've faced over the last 18 months, nearly two years. Um, so COVID, what, la- what long lasting impact do you think COVID will have on the profession? <laughs> It's strange, you know, I've been around long enough that I remember when hepatitis came along and HIV and, and COVID. And dentistry is very well equipped. Dental Dentistry is probably the part of medicine in the bigger term that's been more equipped with infection control than anywhere else. We've had to deal with in the sort of 70s, the hepatitis B issue um, in transmitted in blood and saliva. And I do remember it, it took me back, actually, to the, when in the 80s I was working in Glasgow, a lot of HIV positive patients and HIV came along. And we got dressed up the same way as we're doing now for COVID in masks and things. And we were all wrapped up like we were wrapped up for, as a turkey for Christmas. The, those things, of course, now with HIV, it, it isn't an issue. Uh, in the, the, it is an issue in the delivery of, for patients because of the treatment of it but also is an issue in the delivery of dental care. And I see that with COVID-19 will be just regarded like another flu. It's like the cold. It, we will go back to uh, delivering dental care without having to get dressed up as, uh, in spacesuits and things, et cetera. It will become just as with HIV into the background and, and you will go back to the care being delivered just as we normally remember it. Okay, and so for any young person listening to this podcast, what advice would you give them um, if they're considering a career in dentistry? Do not have a 25-year plan, a roadmap for 25 years, of the next 25 years of your life. Don't do that. Take, be open-minded and be flexible. And as you, as you develop and as you go through and you learn more about dentistry, hygiene therapy, there'll be areas that you'll pick up and think, well, oh, I quite like this and I quite like that. And your, your, your career pathway will go in a direction you probably never dreamt of it. Um, I remember back in 1975, when I was starting dentistry, I was going to be an orthodontist. That's what I was going to do. I'm probably the furthest away from being an orthodontist and I never went in the direction of orthodontics in the next 40 years. Um, so I think the advice is be flexible, remain open-minded um, and just see where it goes. And you, you'll clock it. There's so many opportunities within dentistry to do 
a range of things, not just teeth, other things that just see how it how it goes. Okay, can you tell us about one patient or experience that you will never forget? I've got too many. As I said, I could write I could write a book on on experiences I've had with patients, individual patients, and groups of patients. It's a it's a difficult question, and I could sit and bore you for hours with 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 stories of fantastic patients. I think one of the things, personally. I think because I was involved in some of the research was that there's a condition that's got a terrible name, orofacial granulomatosis. And those bits of Latin and Greek sound like you're fatal. You're not going to survive that condition. So we abbreviate it down to OFG, orofacial granulomatosis, and it affected children. And children it manifested as gross swelling of the lips. Their lips swole up. And so they were being teased at school. And one of the treatments was surgery, et cetera, which was terrible until we worked out that, in fact, it was a hypersensitivity to certain foodstuffs when I worked in Glasgow. And I think the number of children over the years that I've seen and said, look, we know what this is. All you've got to do is avoid this, this, this in your, in your diet. The lip swelling and all the other facial swelling will go away. And when you get into your 20s, strangely enough, it disappears. So I think the number of times I saw young children who were were being teased at school because children can be very, very mean. Um, but to be able to provide a treatment we'd researched, we developed that avoided surgery and got within a six to eight weeks of avoiding certain foodstuffs, these children's lives were dramatically um, different. And there's still some, there's some of the, the parents still send me Christmas cards <laughs> uh, uh, or Christmas email nowadays, as you, as you know, um, thanking me for that so I think as a group they stand together but I've got so many individual patients that sounds really interesting and um, can you think of one particular patient that really stands out to you well actually I think I mean I could write a book on individual patients but one maybe of interest was, was a lady I treated um, when I was in Dundee early on in my career and she'd been a lady from the war and she was a Jewish lady who'd survived the uh, a Nazi concentration camp and when she was at the age when she was in the camp, she would have been about 12 or 13. And one of the guards there hit her in, in the face with his gun butt and knocked her two front teeth out. And she went, oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? But she cleverly put the two central incisors back in, which was the correct thing to do. Because if you put them back in and support them, they will effectively stick back in again. So... Now she was obviously adult when I was, was seeing her in restorative dentistry and she was desperate to keep these teeth. But one of the interesting things that uh, she had done was she did the right thing by putting the teeth back in, but instead of these, she got the right and left incisors mixed up because the root form of the, the central incisor, it's a single root. And she put the right incisor up in the left socket and the left incisor in the right socket. But they, they took and they established and, and reattached themselves. But then 30, 40 years later, um, of course, the teeth are the wrong way around. But she was, she was desperate not to, to, to lose them and she did the right thing. But it was a very interesting uh, experience because the teeth that are replaced do eventually, the roots do eventually start to resorb. So we did lots of treatment to get for her to maintain her teeth. But it was a, 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 an interesting story that I will never forget in my career. That's for sure. 
And finally, Mike, in what way do you think a career in dentistry has put a smile on your future? When I look at it and I get in it, my Aston Martin vanquish. That's what's put a smile. I worked a long time for it and I saved up for it. But that was what puts a smile on my face. Uh, Professor Lewis, thank you very much for speaking with me today. It's been a pleasure. Uh, it's also a pleasure, Ashley. It's been great. If you need to find more information on the topics raised today, you can visit our website at www.cardiff.ac.uk forward slash dentistry.